Welcome to episode 40 of the Listening Brain Podcast. Welcome to the Listening Brain. I'm your host, Todd Houston. In this podcast, we explore childhood hearing loss through the lives of the parents and families who are on this journey and the professionals who serve them. Hi, are you creative? Do you want to give a webinar or teach a course? Maybe you're a writer. Do you want to create a blog? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. Whatever your passion is, we at 3C Digital Media Network want you to be a content creator so we can bring your ideas to life. So, to get started, visit our website at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com and sign up to be a content creator. We look forward to seeing your passions come to life on our platform. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming Sherry Eberts to the podcast. Sherry is a passionate hearing health advocate and internationally recognized author and speaker on hearing loss-related issues. She's the founder of Living with Hearing Loss, a popular blog and online community for people with hearing loss, and executive producer of We Hear You, an award-winning documentary about the hearing loss experience. Her book, Here and Beyond, Live Skillfully with Hearing Loss, co-authored with Gail Hannon, is the ultimate survival guide to living well with hearing loss. Sherry has an adult-onset genetic hearing loss and hopes that by sharing her story, she will help others to live more peacefully with their own hearing issues. And now, here's my conversation with Sherry. Well, Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being with me today. Let's talk about your hearing loss journey and, in a sense, where did it really start with you? Yeah, so thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. And I first noticed my hearing loss in my mid-20s when I was in graduate school. Uh, Pretty quickly into the first semester, you know, I started missing things in class. Um, It might be a comment that was made as an aside, or sometimes the whole room would just burst out laughing. And you know how it goes. Mm. I was left looking around trying to figure out what was so funny. And I knew what the issue was. Um, I was losing my hearing. My father had developed hearing loss as a young adult as well. And so Mm -hmm. I noticed my hearing loss first in my 20s, but my journey really began well before that, watching my father really struggle with his own hearing loss. And He was highly stigmatized by it. He would do almost anything to keep it a secret. He even grew his hair, you know, long over his Mm -hmm. ears well after that was fashionable. And I remember, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I remember, you know, family parties where he'd sort of be off sitting by himself. And as a child, I didn't really understand why he was doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I developed my own hearing loss, I really understood he was probably having trouble hearing and he had just given up, you know, he was just exhausted and he couldn't make himself keep trying. So when I first discovered my own hearing loss, I hid it because that's what I had seen him do. I was really following Mm -hmm. in his footsteps. I had internalized 
that embarrassment and that shame, that shame and that stigma. Mm-hmm. And this lasted for many, many years. Um, you know, even when I was working, I would I needed hearing aids, so I would wear my hearing aids, but I would only use them whenever it was absolutely necessary. So for difficult meetings, and then I would take them out as soon as I got home. So I wasn't really mm-hmm. uh, accepting this very well. But once I had children, everything changed for me because I saw them watching me do the same things I had watched my father do, you know, hiding mm-hmm. my hearing loss, laughing at jokes when I hadn't heard them. And I realized that I was passing on this same stigma to another generation uh, because my hearing loss is genetic. You know, I don't know if, if they'll get it as well. Right. And I just decided that I needed to stop it. So I accepted my hearing loss and, and decided to move forward. And I started wearing my hearing aids all, my, all the time. I started teaching my family and my friends how they could help me hear better and communicate better. And I just decided I was going to refuse to let my hearing loss isolate me the way my father had let it isolate him. And it's not always easy. You know, you have to speak up. You have to put yourself out there. Um, But it's definitely worth it. And I almost kind of did a like a 360 or a 180. I don't know what the right degrees is, but (laughs) I became an advocate for people with hearing loss. So I started a weekly blog at livingwithhearingloss.com. Mm-hmm. where I sort of share the ups and downs of my life. And I've been writing that for, you know, I think it's been like seven or eight years now. And it's just wow. so amazing the connections that I've made with other people with hearing loss who we're all sharing very similar experiences and emotions around the world. So it's been mm-hmm. wonderful. And then during the pandemic, I worked with some other advocates to create a documentary called uh, We Hear You. And this was really to uh, put out into the media the lived hearing loss experience, because most of the things that are in the media are about the deaf experience. And that's a totally valid experience as well. But it's very different. It's it's Mm -hmm. really not something that the vast majority of people who have hearing issues um, experience. So we wanted to put forth that, that other view. And then lastly, um, during the pandemic as well, I wrote a book with the fabulous Gail Hannon, another great um, hearing loss advocate. Our book, Here and Beyond, Live Skillfully with Hearing Loss, was published just in May. And this is really, um, you know, a how-to guide, right, to Mm -hmm. living well with hearing loss. It's sort of the book that we wish we had had at the beginning of our journeys. And really for me, you know, by sharing my story, what I hope to do is help other people live more comfortably with their own hearing issues, since I struggled with that so much at the start. And based on what you're seeing, you mentioned uh, through blogging and some of these other activities that you're reaching people around the world. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that isolation, that um, that that stigma, you think? That is just common everywhere you go or, every, or, or from everyone that you're talking to or mostly? You know, I think that people do feel the stigma of hearing mm-hmm. loss um, generally a- around the world. You know, you're not everyone, right? People right. are each individuals and react to changes in their life very differently. But one thing that I find really frustrating is the way that hearing loss continues to be portrayed in the media. 
And so, you know, there was this show, I don't know when it was, over over the winter, so that the the remake of Sex in the City. And one right, of right. favorite characters, Steve, um, mm-hmm. had a hearing aid. You know, they're all 50 now, right? They're older, and he had a hearing aid. And I thought, wow, this is such a great opportunity for them to show just hearing aids normally out in the world with your friends, how they help. Mm -hmm. And they really just used it as sort of the brunt of the joke, you know, to make him look foolish. He's digging around, you know, in the couch for them because he misplaced them, like just silly things. And so I feel like that type of treatment just perpetuates the stigma. You know, no one wants to be like that person who's missing the joke and digging around for things in their couch. So um, I think that, you know, part of what I'm trying to do with my advocacy, and I know a lot of others are as well, is to show a different face of hearing loss and Mm -hmm. show people who are living well with it, who are successful, who, um, you know, are not defined by it, but it is an aspect of their life and something that they can incorporate into um, just their entire view of themselves. It doesn't have to be just that one thing that they focus on. Right. And I want to go back for just a moment. When you, when you decided that it wasn't going to be a stigma anymore, um, and, and was there a specific event or trigger that said, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm changing. And that's when you did that 180 and went in a different direction. Uh, was there a specific thing that happened or was just the, the accumulation of feeling this way? And it's like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just really watching my children um, watch me, you know, mm-hmm. just the same behaviors. And I don't know if there was that one specific moment, but I think it was just sort of that they, they were getting older and they were mm-hmm. starting to notice things. And I just felt as a parent, this big responsibility. And so around the same time, I also started volunteering with hearing loss organizations because I felt like if I was going to accept this about myself, I would need to get more information. And I Mm -hmm. didn't get a lot of information, unfortunately, really from my hearing care professionals. You know, I got a lot of information about my hearing aids, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily other aspects of the emotions or the practical aspects of living with hearing loss. But when I did finally connect with other people with hearing loss, that was just such a life-changing moment Mm -hmm. for me because I saw other people doing well. I saw people Mm -hmm. who were talking about their hearing loss. They weren't hiding it like I had seen my father do. And they were out up and front Uh, about their hearing loss. And they were doing all different kinds of things. You know, there were entrepreneurs, there were musicians, composers, teachers. And I just had hope. I just said, wow, look at all these people doing this. I can learn from them and I can do it too. And so I wanted to uh, join that community and sort of be a role model myself because they were such great role models for me. It was really, um, I remember going to my first Hearing Loss Association of America conference mm-hmm. convention that they have every year. And, you know, I was kind of a little leery about going, you know, I hadn't necessarily decided if I was going to be one of these hearing loss people, you know, it was sort of still like that stigma in my mind. Mm-hmm. But then when sure I, I understand. 
oh, sorry, that was Siri. But then um, <laughs> when I had that experience and did meet all, uh, you know, a, a large group of people, I did see myself in, in many of them and I saw this way forward. And so it was really just something I would recommend for everybody who has hearing loss is to find peers, find other people mm-hmm. with hearing loss because they really get it. And mm-hmm. they can be there on your good days and they can be there on your bad days because there's always ups and downs, you know, in any life with hearing loss. Sure. It's it's finding that tribe that you you feel comfortable in, in yeah. helping you move forward. So this this is a, um, a, a sort of a general question, but I, you know, any advice for how do you become an advocate? I mean, you you've done it so well with all the different things you, you're involved with and, and speaking and, and writing and all these things. If someone really wants to start doing those things and says, okay, yeah, I, I need to do something like this. How can they get started with that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the real answer is to start small and start self-advocating. Advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. in your life with the people that you come in contact with, uh, your friends, your family, you know, the person on the plane who's next to you who may... um, not know a lot about hearing loss, but you might need their assistance if there's an important announcement. So I feel like it becomes almost these concentric circles, you know, building out. And so start with yourself. And every time you advocate for yourself, you're also advocating for everyone else with hearing loss. And then just use your skill set, whatever that might be, whether it's writing, whether it's speaking, whether it's music, whatever it is, to share your life experience with hearing loss and to um, help raise that awareness. And then, you know, you just see where it takes you. It's, it's not one of these things where it's like, I planned all these years ago to be doing all of these advocacy activities, but they sure. built on one another. And it's just mm-hmm. such an exciting opportunity for me to, um, you know, really get out there and help raise awareness in as many ways that I can. Well, let's let me ask you about the the film. Uh, we hear you. Um, it's a documentary, mm-hmm. and and so how do how can people access that now? Yeah, so it's a forty five minute documentary, and it is out on Vimeo. Um, so okay. it's Vimeo on demand, and you can rent it or you can purchase it. Um, and we are trying our hardest to get it picked up by some type of streaming service or um, mm-hmm. TV service. And, you know, like anything with hearing loss, it's a little bit of a challenge because hearing loss is is not always considered the most um, the sexiest topic or the most exciting topic unless you've lived right. with it. You know, you, you almost sort of dismiss it like, yeah, OK hearing loss. It's not that bad, but you know, it has, and there are a lot of things that are worse. So let's put it in perspective, but it does have a huge impact on every aspect of life and it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be dismissed. Um, So we are doing our best to to get it out there. We are going to be sharing it actually at um, an internal event for Google this week, later this week, their disability pride um, celebrations. And so Mm -hmm. we're very open and eager to um, share it with all different groups of people. We're also hoping that 
audiology um, schools, you know, audiology students would be interested in seeing the film. It might be a very interesting part of um, any type of rehabilitation curriculum or counseling curriculum, because the more that everyone, you know, in the industry or not in the industry can know about that lived hearing loss experience, the better it'll be for, for everyone. I agree. I agree. And I can, I'll certainly recommend it for our students at University of Akron. Uh, we have um, speech pathology and audiology. So get our, our students involved with it as well. Um, and now let's, let's talk about the book and working with Gail. Uh, how, how did that relationship start that, you know, two big advocates of, uh, related to hearing loss? Um, how did that collaboration start? Yeah, well, it's been, it's been a, just a joyous experience writing this with her. So it was pretty much at the start of the pandemic. I got this email from Gail and we knew each other, but we, mm. we didn't know each other that well, you know, like we mm. had mutual respect for one another in terms of the work that we were doing. And she emailed and said, you know, hey, do you want to work on a project together? And I was like, <laughs> oh, that sounds great. And so she had written a first book and was looking to write more of a skills-based book, you know, more of a how-to guide. Because a lot of um, books about hearing loss, most of them really are memoirs in the consumer space. And so when she and I got started talking about it, we said, we really want to do something different. You know, we didn't know what to call it. Is it like a handbook or a roadmap or a how-to guide? But the idea would be to lay out sort of this formula for how to live well or skillfully with hearing loss. And so we mm -hmm. just... Um, decided to do that together. And it's been a terrific combination because, you know, where one of us is yin, the other's yang. And we <laughs> really have sort of this really um, wonderful friendship and ability to trust one another. Mm -hmm. And I think that made the project um, much stronger. We have really different life experiences when it comes to hearing loss, but through them, we both came to this same set of skills and strategies that we use. And once we could sort of discover that, we knew we were onto something because it's a formula that can work for people, you know, no matter how they developed hearing loss, no matter how long they've had it, different degrees of hearing loss. And so it's just been really exciting to, to get it out there. And where can people find the book? So um, there's a website, which is hereandbeyond.com, and that will give you links to various online retailers where you can purchase the book. But it should be available uh, wherever books are sold. So um, your local bookstore, hopefully in libraries as well. And and you mentioned this, this guide, uh, it being a guide for people who have hearing loss. What are, you know, a few strategies that sort of that you guys discovered uh, the, or maybe something you learned from Gail and Gail learned from you, something like that, that you didn't quite know. Right. Well, one of the things that we really are very proud of is what we call this three-legged stool of skills. And that's because a three-legged stool never wobbles, right? Even when mm -hmm. it's on um, bumpy ground. And I have not still been able to figure out exactly why that is, but <laughs> 
<laughs> one of those things where it's like, okay, it's physics, it works, it's all good. Um, and so those three skills, the first are um, what we call mind shifts. And it's sort of changing those negative attitudes that we have about hearing loss and turning them into something that's more actionable and proactive. Um, and I think when Gail and I were sort of putting together the list of the different um, attitudes that people often have about hearing loss, you know, we really learned a lot from one another on that because there's so many different ways and different negative things that we can tell ourselves about our hearing loss that, um, you know, it's it's kind of ridiculous how we can beat ourselves up like that. But we really enjoyed going through that process of trying to, um, you know, really transform those attitudes into something that we can use in a positive way. So that's sort of mm -hmm. the, the first leg. And then the second leg is technology. And this includes things like hearing aids and cochlear implants, but we really take a much broader view of technology. Um, different assistive listening devices, remote microphones, mm -hmm. a cart, hearing loops, and even things like apps, even AirPods Pro, you know, the, sure. the Apple AirPods Pro in certain situations and mm -hmm. for people with certain degrees of hearing loss, they can be the ticket. That, that people need. Mm -hmm. So we really encourage people to have a, a host of technology tools. The hearing aid mm -hmm. is not sort of that silver bullet that's going to solve all your problems in every situation. It's an important piece, but there need to be other aspects as well. And then the third leg of that stool is something we call communication game changers. And these are really the non-technical strategies that you need in order to live well with hearing loss. So mm -hmm. things like we were talking about before, self-identifying, self-advocacy, mm -hmm. um, making sure that you feel confident, letting someone know that you have hearing loss and asking them to do certain things so that you can communicate better with them. Um, other examples are, you know, speech reading and things like that. So mm -hmm. it's sort of this this um, stool and these three this three legged stool of all of those. And when they come together, that's really when the magic happens, right? It's not right. just one piece of it. It's it's when you have all three of those working together, you can really live a very skillful life with hearing loss. Right, right. I like that analogy of the three legged stool. I think that's a that's a great analogy. And in this, yeah, the idea of when they they all come together because they all are equally important, and if you're going to be successful, and so you you are an extremely busy person. What's what's next on your list of things to do? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you have uh, ten more things out there that you want to want to do. Well, always, I always mm -hmm. have a very long list, but um, I, we, I'm always looking for more mainstream projects because I feel like it's important to get that hearing loss message out into the mainstream. So I'm writing mm -hmm. a couple of articles for different mainstream outlets over the next couple of months, which I'm excited about. Um, also, I've been trying to speak at different aging conferences so that uh, we can help educate sort of the care community for seniors about hearing loss so that they can better address that within um, the people that they're serving. So that's sort of a new 
avenue of, of advocacy. And then last but not least, we also have been approached about doing an audio version of our book, Here and Beyond. And people say, what do you mean an audio book for people with hearing loss? And it's like, no, of course, we can stream with our Bluetooth devices. Um, And we also hope that audiologists and other hearing care professionals will enjoy the book too. And an audio version might be a great way for them to um, consume it as well. So that's just a couple of things that are going on. Well, uh, I, I don't know when you sleep, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I admire everything that you're doing because it's, you know, it's making a difference. It's giving people information and guidance. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing to do. Um, so how can someone reach out to you if uh, or find you? I uh, mentioned all those different places. Yeah, absolutely. And I love to hear from other people with hearing loss and people in the industry. So please, you know, don't be shy. Um, The best place really is through my website, which is livingwithhearingloss.com. You can also find my book website, which is hereandbeyond.com. The documentary website is we-hearyou.com. And then I'm also on social media, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on um, Instagram and Facebook, et cetera. Well, Sherry, thank you for joining me on the podcast and, and best of luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you again, Sherry, for joining us on the podcast. I really admire how you advocate for not only yourself, but for others with hearing loss. So keep up the great work and Just know that you have another big fan out there in me. And with that, thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode of The Listening Brain. We will be back in two weeks with another exciting episode. Until then, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.